Welcome to the Empowered You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Espino, a former licensed social worker turned spiritual empowerment coach and transformational speaker. And I am on a mission to help you rediscover who you truly are on a soul level so you can create the life you truly desire and make the impact that only you were born to make. This unfiltered podcast is your weekly Espino Espresso shot of empowerment, information, strategies, incredible guests, fun, and so much more all geared towards helping you believe with pure conviction that you are more than enough and have the power and abilities within you to make your dreams and desires a reality. Because let me tell you, sunshine, the world needs you. Now let's get this party started. Welcome back, Sunshine, to another episode of the Empowered You Podcast. Bow, bow, bow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. So if you're new, welcome, welcome. And if you've been following me for a while, welcome back. And I don't know if you've noticed, but your girl has not uploaded a podcast episode in the past, I want to say two weeks, I think, or three weeks. And your girl hasn't really been doing solo casts, which are, you know, episodes that are just me. And it's only because I'm going through a shift right now, like a change. And I'm not ready to talk about it yet because I'm still kind of uncovering and it's still unfolding and it's still kind of percolating. And it's sometimes it's difficult for me as the podcaster, because it's like, I want to, I have to share with you guys what's going on in my life. But when I, as the Kelly, the human is still trying to figure it out myself, I can't really share it with you. I can't really, I can't share it in a way that it makes sense or like in a way where, you know, I see the bigger lesson or the bigger, you know, opportunity here. So, which is why I've been, you know, uploading a lot of guest episodes because right now I'm kind of in a transition right now and it's coming, the clarity is coming, but I also felt like I wanted to share that with you guys because, you know, I keep it 100% real on these podcast episodes and Empowered You podcast is all about authenticity, transparency, and really just being honest. And I had to let you guys know that soon a soul episode is coming. And also just to normalize this human experience that there's times where, you know, we're in shifts, we're in transition, we're in, you know, um, seasons in our life where things may not feel aligned or things might feel off or something, you know, there's a shift, there's a change, and we have to normalize that. And that's okay. It's part of this human experience. We're not meant to know everything, right? We're not meant to have total certainty. It comes, you know, so just know that that is coming soon, but I am so excited. I am so honored for today's guest. I'm telling you, like, if there's anyone I would want you to connect with, it's our guest today, because she absolutely changed my life in so many ways. And I can't even put to words what a life changer she is. So let me just introduce her. So her name is Maru Ichela and Maru is the queen infinite receiver. She inspires, motivates, and empowers people to step into their power and create the life and business of their dreams. She's spoken to groups of 120 people to 2000 plus people all over the world, including Dubai and Canada and Brazil. She is an international powerhouse, international speaker. And what I call her is an international life changer. And Maru has a passion for speaking and inspiring others. 
Maru steps up to a challenge, leaves her mark, and creates memorable experiences for her audience. And she's on a mission to teach how to expand energetically, mentally, and successfully to make room for everything that is desired. She truly believes there is no limit to how much you can receive, except the limits we place on ourselves. Maru has been featured in Telemundo, in the Huffington Post, The Shift Magazine. I mean, she's incredible. She lives in a house that she manifested in Texas with her adorable son. And she is just such a beacon of light. And for me, what since I've connected with Maru about in 2018, and I talk about it in the episode, but she was such a breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh my God, I love this woman because she was so authentic in her truth and in her power and in her like honesty of like we're all trying to figure out this human experience like we all have our things and despite still being you know work in progress because we all are going to be healing we're all going to be growing you still can be an incredible life changer you can still be a service warrior and that is maru i mean just being in her energy fires you up and inspires you she's so magnetic she's so inspirational she's so wise she's so words cannot describe. And I'm telling you, I came across Maru when I was in a very dark season in my life. And I, I wish Maru could know the impact she's had on me and the mark she's left on me because her teachings are out of this world. And we definitely dissect some of it in this episode, but literally we could have went on and on and on. But this episode is guaranteed going to help you feel like, you know what? Anything is possible. Nothing can limit me. I got this. And it's really I mean, Maru shares so many gems and so many great moments where I feel like you're going to have to re-listen and take some notes because it's that powerful. This episode is gold. It's a magic. I'm telling you, you're going to want to listen to it from the, the beginning to the very end. And you're going to want to connect with Maru. I have all her links in the show notes. And she shared some really powerful videos that I'm actually going to really look at and re-listen to because her teachings will change your entire life. Like it's changed thousands and thousands of lives all over the world. So with that said, let's get this party started in five, four, three, two, one. Maru, welcome to the Empowered You podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Babe, I'm literally fangirling. I am so honored. I'm literally hot. I'm hot as balls right now because I am so freaking fired up and I'm excited. I'm honored to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored. It's not every day I put, you know, do my, my eyebrows and my makeup, my hair for anybody, but you're especially <laughs> to me. So I've been waiting. Hello. <laughs> awesome people getting featured and I'm like, am I not awesome enough? And it turns out we both wanted to be in each other's space in this, in this fashion, but we hadn't made the connection. Right. And perhaps there's a reason why we're meeting today. And yes. not three years ago when we first met in, in online space. Yes. So I want to actually bring that up. So I came across you in 2018 and it was some chick was doing, and I don't even know how I connected with her, but on Facebook, she was doing an interview series and you were one of the guests. She interviewed you. And I remember listening to that live stream and being so absolutely captivated by your story and how magnetic you were. And I was obsessed. I started like following you and everything. And I remember you had this special, you're like a 90 minute breakthrough session or something like that. And I did not have 
hesitate one second. I'm like booked. And I remember, oh my gosh, Maru. And I'm still, I want to talk about some of the perspective shifts you gave me in that 90 minutes, but it literally was life-changing on a cellular level. And I still go back to the teachings of that 90 minute container. So tell me, I want to know what that is. Sometimes we need our own teachings, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get into that like a hundred percent. But before that, I would love for the guests to kind of, I mean, the listeners to really kind of hear your story, because that's really what drew me, what captivated me so much. And I know you share your story a lot. So I'm sure it's like, oh my God, my story again. It's interesting because no, it's, it's not even about that. It's just that I've evolved so much since we first met that I'm like, oh my gosh, do we have six hours or what part of the story do I need to bring up? Because there's, you know, just like you, you're not just the past two, three years and what's gotten you here to be such a magnetic, beautiful, life force. that's still so oh, just like, you're such a ray of, of sunshine, you know, every time I see you. Um, but I guess to, to paraphrase or to pull out the most important pieces, who you're looking at today, you know, somebody that can put herself together and can show up. And, you know, every once in a while, I do get people saying like, oh my gosh, thank you. You've changed my life. I'm so honored because I'm just being myself and I'm just, I've pulled through difficult things in the most uh, authentic ways or in the, in the only ways that I knew how at the time. And it turns out that that way has been life-saving. I have three documented cases of people that have um, not committed suicide because of something that, so that to me is my greatest success is three testimonials of people that have said like, oh my gosh, you know, what I heard on that video is what I need to hear because I had different plans for my life. And I'm like, <laughs> that bar none and having a kid are probably the two things I'm most proud of. Um, so it, it's truly amazing that, you know, by you wanting to do better and improve yourself and, and share the journey openly and vulnerably that that has made an impact. So, um, so, but, but you're looking at the evolved version, right? But if you were to rewind the tape and look at me as a seven-year-old, I was an awkward kid. Um, my nickname to this day, my family calls me Gorda. I'm from Venezuela. Originally, I was born and raised, and my nickname is Chubby, like <laughs> Gorda. So I've had a lot of self-image issues, seeing myself as a powerful, confident, sexy, beautiful woman. That's something that I still sometimes remind myself. Um, so I never forget. At seven years old, I was sitting on a plane. My mom um, married my stepdad when I was young, so it was my dad. But he had a lot of money, so we were flying first class to Miami. And uh, we were first class and I asked to be moved to the back of the plane because I felt uncomfortable in the front of the plane. So I have this recurrent history and story of shrinking, putting myself back. I, my first promotion, job promotion, when I started in corporate after college, I got offered this promotion 10 months into it and I turned it down because I felt bad for other people that have been there longer. Like, why are you promoting me? So I've just always had this chronic like humility and that's just my heart, which is beautiful. But at the same time, girl, you don't get ahead in life or in entrepreneurship when you have to generate and create your own paycheck and stuff like that by being sweet, humble. And well, you, see, you can still be humble, but you know what I mean? By trying to let other people just pass you and you're just like, oh, it's okay. Go, 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 go. Like, no, you starve to death, right? When you're mm -hmm. trying to survive on your own. And, and that was my case in 2000, I started my business in the middle of a major personal crisis, I had quit my my um, corporate job and I found that I was pregnant and, you know, be the most beautiful thing, but it was not in the plan. 
you know what I mean? And then my fiance at the time felt deathly ill overnight. I mean, it was just a disaster. The thing that I had been planning for and dreaming my whole life, literally um, in that moment, like the rug was pulled from underneath me. And that's when I still decided to move forward with my business. I mean, ovaries of steel, right? Like that's when I first like knew my power because I had every reason and all the families involved were like, you shouldn't quit. You're a selfish person. This is not the time to be following your dreams. You're carrying a baby and this guy doesn't want to you know, her. And I was like, you know, if I stay here, I'm going to hate you all for the rest of my life. I can't do this. I need just for myself. I didn't really have a lot of savings or anything, but I pulled the trigger and what unfolded and ensued has been a freaking roller coaster. <laughs> I've learned to like roller coasters, especially emotional, psychological, financial. And, you know, there's been so many times where like things have leveled up to like the most amazing heights, you know, like making six, seven figures and, you know, traveling the world and, and getting paid to speak and getting booked. Like I even got invited to be in a private dinner with Oprah and, and all these other fancy people and stuff. It was like, it wasn't just me and it was like 500 people, but it was a private, you know, thing by private invitation. And I remember just sitting in that room, like, oh my gosh, like I have done everything I wanted to do. Right. And I literally was able to evolve myself, develop confidence, develop strength, develop courage to that level of, um, I, I guess, in the outside world, we would call it success. But it was only until I got really, really high up in the mountains that I discovered that there was a lot of work I needed to do on the inside. So the past two, three years for me have been like a forced you know, at, at first it was forced because nobody wants to volunteer to, you know, let go of their business or kind of um, change so publicly <laughs> in my case. Uh, once you put your whole life out there, you kind of have to keep putting your life out there, even if it's not pretty. So it's been a journey of everything and then almost nothing to find a new version of me. And that's kind of in a nutshell, right? But um, at the end of the day, I think you know, I've, I've learned quickly that you're not what you have. You're not who you know, right? Like you, you are who you are as a human being, as a person. And who are you if you gain weight? Who are you if you're stripped of money or success? Who are you if you're no longer famous? You know, who are you if people no longer want you? Who are you if you're broken up with? And, and all those things have happened to me. And, and it's been beautiful because it's forced me to Ooh, like really practice everything that I have been trained for, you know, but at a complete different level. So we could end the interview just now. I just gave you the whole story. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> what I, what I love about you, Maru, since day one is how you normalize this human experience. Like you normalize the like everything you're experienced, everything you've shared with us, like I know all of us are like, oh, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. And that's what I always was so drawn to you because you were always because like- it's real. Mm -hmm. I'm not burning, like it's real. And I think this is how I sell. This is how I show up. This is how I show up to my relationship conversations. This is how I show up to, um, to you know, potential meeting with a, like consulting company. I'm doing more consulting now. This is how I show up. It's like, look, this is a real deal. Some days I can't get it together. Mm -hmm. That happened to me like two weeks ago in a meeting. And I was like, I need to stop, pause, reset, rewind, stop the recording and start over because I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm rambling and I need to center. And I did this in public in front of 20 people. But that's, you know what I mean? It's real. Mm -hmm. I have found it to be more liberating, lighter, and easier when you are just being yourself and it is such a journey right it's yeah. not easy for most people to allow themselves to 
just say say what's in their hearts and i'm not saying that to give you permission to ramble be responsible tell somebody like yo you bitch whatever you know that's what you feel as say no but with emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. some kind of um you know self-awareness and and social awareness too to trust to mm-hmm. trust that where your emotions your conversations your mind is going is a place that needs to you need to go to you know for good or for bad i mean there's times mm-hmm. i've had blunders and i've said the wrong thing in conversations or to a client even mm-hmm. but even from those things you learn right yeah. um, it's easier said than done for sure but i can definitely tell you how i arrived because that's not how i started i started very guarded very protected you know i've been doing this this is my 10 year coaching anniversary this month march 2021 wow wow so okay i have a couple of things first of all when all that shit happened were you in your saturn return so were you like 28 29 30 when all that shit sure. happened yeah i was i was i was in the middle of all that Wow. I just want to highlight that because we just had an episode on Saturn return and literally what you described was the definition of a Saturn return. I can't imagine. Um, AKA dark night of the soul. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so what I would love to dissect a little bit, because I definitely want to talk about how every looking in, I mean, looking, yeah, looking in when someone else looks in, it's like, oh, I have all the success. You're international speaker. You're on AFES. You're, you know, Jay Shetty, you know, Oprah, like, but inside you weren't happy. But before we get there, I would love for you to share that infinite receiving like moments where you created the work that you do and the tools that you use. And of course it evolves and everything, but it was because of that moment is what got you that success anyway. So can we go there? Oh, for sure. And to this day is the thing that is the, the, like my foundational piece of how I coach, how I see myself and how I keep moving forward. So for it, for those of you that don't know what really launched me into like superstardom in my corner of, of the world mm-hmm. is um I, I hit a massive rock bottom and I like I remember having 18 discovery calls or like potential leads you know people that wanted to work with me and three said yes of 18 three said yes and the three backed out at the last minute in like the most um unexpected way and I remember thinking to myself like oh my gosh I'm doing everything I've learned I'm doing everything that's worked in the past nothing's working what on earth I am the block like I felt like I was blocking myself. Like it, it, I had this awareness. So I remember saying like, I need to go back to a drawing board because I had just become a single mother. Like I had like $200 to my name. And what was interesting is the year before I had my first six figure year, you know, but I made all this money, but it was like, I was back to zero and my ex and I had just broken up and I had a, like a one year old. So I was like, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And I remember just like saying, I need, I need to get out of this environment. I need to go have like like have a moment of clarity so I went to a hotel I booked like something for $79 that I could afford and dropped my kid off at my mom's and it was on my way to the hotel that I remember hearing a voice very clearly it was a block of thought it was I don't know what it was but it was a very clear message that said you only get what you have the capacity to receive right you're listening to this or watching this make a note you only get in life what you have the capacity to receive. And I remember thinking to myself, what are you talking about? I am empty. Like my relationships are on the outs. My bank account is low. Like everything feels closed off and like I have plenty of room to receive because I have nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was right at that moment that I was like, well, this is me driving. Right? I don't know how many of you have conversations with yourselves in the car or, you know, 
but I, I remember thinking like if that was true if I only got what I had the capacity to receive that means that my capacity to receive must be at a big fat zero because I'm not getting anything that people are not saying yes like my love life my relationships my business everything feels like it's on the outs so what how would that work right how would that work and how could I expand that capacity so that I would get more and I remember I had very three clear messages that you know you can listen to my webinars and I'm to get the, the other two or maybe that comes up in our conversation but the main one was the message of it was a mantra it came in the form of a mantra and I remember thinking to myself like what would it take for my capacity to receive to grow and to expand do you know what I mean because right now I just feel shut like nothing is coming in and how many of you listening to this feel like you're doing everything but nothing is working I invite you to think about that perhaps you're praying with the doors closed that perhaps you are doing and asking and meditating, chanting and healing and all the things. But if nothing is really working, perhaps is because deep down, you're afraid of your situation. You're, you're afraid for your situation to change because then you would have to change, right? Like if you got that miracle, then maybe you would need to break up. Or if you got super successful, then maybe you feel like a shitty mother. Or if, if something broke through then you would be forced to move out I don't know it's like you know I think the thing not showing up for you is helping you the thing not showing up for you is staying at bay is staying away from you for a reason and it's up to you to investigate what that reason is so that you can go like fine I bet I give it a big old yes come what may and I trust myself on the universe that I can handle what comes right and I think that's what happened to me so what when I had when I said this mantra that that's what came to me my capacity to receive expands infinitely like the universe my capacity to receive expands infinitely like the universe open arms and i just i don't know how you know i've always had a very metaphysical mind that was trained in metaphysics for two years from 2000 i think 1709 and and i just remember thinking the universe is expanding infinitely there's nothing we can do to stop it what if my capacity to receive was similar and I just said that girl within 20 minutes, someone had texted me out of the blue saying, Hey, I'm in, this is a Saturday evening, March 12th. The five-year anniversary was like a week ago. And I had somebody text me saying like, I'm in for that package. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Holy crap, wait, I've been in a drought of income for like 20 days. Like nothing I tried was working. Nothing. Like, it's like my bank account had repellent in it. Like nothing was getting through. And then I hear this, I think this, I say this, and then somebody texts me like, and it felt so random because who's making life coaching decisions at six in the evening on a Saturday. It's so bizarre, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like something came through and I just like, oh my gosh, really? So I got to relax at the hotel. I went to the hotel and I was like, okay, that buys me some time so that I can keep going. And by within five days from Saturday evening, March 12th to Thursday, whatever that was like March 17th, 18th. I had received over $32,000 in cash. My parents had called and said they wanted to buy a house for me and my son so that I could move out because I didn't have good credit or money to move out of the house I was sharing with my ex. Um, and they said, we want to buy a house for Yumatis, which is the house that I now live in. Wow. Uh, and then a client had said, I want to invite you to St. Bart's, my private villa, all expenses paid, just get yourself there. And guys, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that the floodgates of abundance have cracked open for me because I had been in such a drought and so frustrated and so like almost like in this, you know, not believing in things anymore. And so I'm a huge proponent that 
it doesn't take somebody special to get those blocks of, you know, lightning bulbs of, of enlightenment and awakening and abundance. It doesn't take a special person or not different from anyone else. It's just that we all get those ideas or we all get those hints, but we don't listen to them because we think like, well, it, it, it couldn't be that simple. We start arguing with the universe. We start arguing with ourselves, right? Like you get a great idea and you're like, eh, but everybody's done it. Uh, it's not that simple or you know what I mean it's like we push back on the goodness and the wisdom we get constantly Mm -hmm. and I just so happened to have this thought and I just like dug a little deeper and that is has been the thing so I I remember doing a video a month into it because things just kept happening and I'm like oh my gosh can I even believe this nobody's gonna believe me if I tell them what I heard said thought but it so happened that everyone I would tell them like like if you came to me and be like I'm going through this and I was like I was like, Kelly, say more, please, and say this mantra. And they would come back to me three days later saying, Maru, I had 20 showings at my house. And in the past three months, we'd had like three. But suddenly, they had 20 showings in a house. That's a real life story. I decided to do a video, and the video goes viral in my world again, not like millions of views or anything. But in my at the time, I had a very small community. And in, a, in the video, I said, here's the seven things that if you're doing, you need to stop because that's blocking money and abundance, right? Mm-hmm. And I shared my story very candidly. I wasn't trying to sell nothing. It was just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just sharing what happened. Mm-hmm. And that thing, girl, I got like 40 messages following that video of people saying, I watched your video and I won a scholarship. I watched your video and I got a Fitbit. I watched your video and I was able to breathe unassisted for the first time. I watched your video and this happened. I watched your video and a client paid me double out of the blue. And I'm like, wow, I, that's not my video. <laughs> like That's my video, but you know what I mean? And I've always mm-hmm. been very respectful that I'm a vessel, that I am a vehicle, that I am being used for higher and greater purpose. Even when things are hard, I still believe that, you know, that somehow something will come through me as a result of everything that happens. And in this case, it was, it was a, it was a miracle. It was a quantum shift for sure. Wow. And I literally have gone as far as Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Dubai, um, you're all over Europe, Amsterdam, Luxembourg, London, Italy, like everywhere, Spain. I've done events in, in English and in Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, spoken in front of 3,000 people, talking about this very message. And inevitably, every time I tell the story and talk about it and, and explain it in, a, in the way that I do, which is very relatable, you know, I mean, very mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, people are like, gosh, I never thought about that. And mm-hmm. thank you. And then they would message me like, I got to the house and there was a $500 check or, oh my gosh, my dad was taken up. Um, you know, he goes take, taken out of ICU, moved into the room. Like I get stories mm-hmm. like that every single time I speak and share a message. So if this is you, something cool happens again, it's not me, but sometimes you can be around certain people. And Kelly and I both have just like amazing intentions and we're pure that it could really shift something for you. That's the mm-hmm. nature of energy. Yes. I have two things I wanted to address with that. So what I truly believe is happening. Yes. You're a vessel for spirit clearly, but what I think happens, and I'm curious to see if you agree or what your perspective is, is that we believe you so much that it helps us 
have belief in the mantra, have belief in the teachings. And because at the end of the day, that's really what is happening. You have to believe that you are worthy, deserving, like on a subconscious level that you can receive whatever your desire you have. But I think a lot of us, we consciously want it. We wish it, we hope it, but subconsciously we don't really believe it. And I feel like you do such an incredible job to help people buy into the belief, which then facilitates and accelerates the manifestation. But that's what I see. But do you agree or what do you think? No one had ever presented that perspective, but I do, I am a hundred percent with you in that sometimes you don't have belief or faith because, you know, life has beat you down. And then somebody comes around and says like, no, listen, things can shift in an instant. And then, so there's a tiny window of, of, of opportunity. They're suddenly open, right? In a mind that was previously pessimistic or very close to off a very like, nothing good happens to me. And you know, nothing works out in my favor. And then somebody comes and says, no, look, I was in your same position. And this happened for me. What makes you think that it wouldn't happen for you? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what cracks you know, their, their, their armor of, of rigidity or, or negativity or a thing that they were current, you know, prior, uh, previously swimming in, right. Which is mm-hmm. real life. I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic right now. And for some of us, it's not been too bad for a lot of people has been terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's hard to keep a positive mind when you're not mm-hmm. seeing an end in sight, right. Or you lost mm-hmm. your job and then you have five kids at home and everybody's getting onto you. You just want to like yeah. disappear. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when you're really into the, the tunnel and, and deep in a dark tunnel, it's very hard to believe in the universe or to believe mm-hmm. in yourself. And then somebody can come around and be like, no, listen, Stop mm-hmm. being arrogant with the universe thinking that everything is doomed. You know, I know, yeah. oh, I know for sure. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, how do you know for sure? You never know. In a second, you can get a call or an email or a text or, you know, and, and spaceship can come like, like destroy the front of the house and the insurance will give you a whole new house and a million dollar check because of the, you know, the yeah. who knows? I'm just, yeah. you have no idea. And that's something that is so prevalent I guess in my mindset that I never know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm not gonna even try to pretend to know that if something is super shitty it's always gonna be shitty if something is amazing it's always gonna be amazing I'm like no I'm enjoying it right because mm-hmm. I just never fully know and I don't have to also know or be fully in control that's mm-hmm. you know that's another podcast yeah and my <laughs> second I have so much I want to talk to you about. I know we have like a hard stop. So I'm like, all right. My second question for you, babe, is, you know, when you were explaining with the capacity to receive and there's something that you invited the listeners to self-reflect and be like, where is there like a disconnect? Where is it not? Um, There's something part of you that wants to be safe or there's something. So I'm curious with you, what do you feel that was for you? Like subconsciously when you did the inner work, what was blocking that capacity to receive? That's such a great question. I've never quite pinpointed, and I'm sure it'll come here in a second, but like, what is it that moved? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have been doing so much work. I, first of all, I always wanted this so badly, you know, as a, mm-hmm. like, I so badly wanted to matter and to be recognized, not for the sake of fame or money necessarily, but because I've risked so much. And I, you know, when I first started, my coaching journey, I truly wanted to help women with their confidence and and believing in themselves because that's the thing that I've struggled with my whole life. 
And, um, and that sucker moves around too, right? Like maybe you have it in career and business and then you don't have it in love or you don't have it in body. You know what I mean? So it's something that we're, you know, we're, we're adjusting and evolving and, and like getting better at. Uh, but for me, I think what moved, I think having that evidence, right? When like the, the universe showed up for me in such a big way, it was, it was sort of like all the work, all everything that I had been building on that moment, it just came in like, like it's, it's almost like, like I started connecting a lot of dots, so much of the work that I'd done foundational work. And then this breakthrough moment was like, everything started coming together. And I think what may have shifted for me was just giving myself full permission to be seen full, full, full permission, because I had, I've always had a, like a spiritual metaphysical self and I was living a double life. And it's funny because I feel like now I'm back to kind of living a little bit of a double life, but in, in one that I own and everybody knows, even if it's a double life, meaning that I do this kind of work. And then I am in a very committed relationship where my man is very alpha and he's very logical. And I love having my, my work and my girlfriends and my this, where I can talk about everything. And then with him, it's just a little, it's, it's, he's more real world. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. like that. And, and I'm okay with that. Like learning to navigate, you know, and not just live in a bubble where everything is positive thinking and stuff has to be very healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, for me, owning my spirituality, owning my metaphysics, owning my energetics, owning all that and have like kind of being forced to, to change lanes and going from marketing and business coaching to, you know, we're going to work on your capacity to receive and Mm-hmm. your you know your ability to believe that your life can change and that you can help it by doing this 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 and this mm-hmm. uh, that was probably the biggest the thing that cracked for me that I didn't just need to be seen for my accolades or my you know my 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 former MBA or you know mm-hmm. or my coaches mm-hmm. certification that it was like no here this energy mindset metaphysics stuff if you think a certain way can really shift everything that was extremely scary and um like i mean i cried myself to sleep many nights thinking that people were going to think i was crazy when i shared my story because i come i came from you know like i worked on the railroad for 10 years before doing this and and a huge part of my followers were my corporatist friends you know and stuff like that so this happened in 2016 and yeah, just sort of like saying like, you know what, no, this happened. I'm not BSing anyone. This really did happen for me. And if anyone else and anyone questions it, questions my truth and stuff, that's okay. Scary as shit. Scary. Oh my gosh. I want to highlight that for the listeners because I want them to really focus in on that. Like you had this big awakening, this huge breakthrough, all the evidence to show that this shit works, but then crying yourself at crying yourself to sleep because your ego is like, Oh no, like people are going to judge you, blah, blah, blah. And if you would have came to your ego, if you would have allowed that fear to take over, like the amount of lives you've changed. And I know you've brought humans into this world. Moms that thought they weren't able to get pregnant through your infinite receiving were able to give birth we're able to have babies people that were suicidal I mean it's unreal and it's like that is such a huge she's such good you're so good you're such (laughs) an interviewer I love that thank you babe but like for real I feel like that is such a like moment that we can't just pass through like you had hardcore fear so what helped you just screw the ego and do it like what was that 
My, the moment that changed everything, because again, I did a very like naive video where I was like, hey guys, this kind of happened. And, and literally I showed up to do that webinar, uh, hoping mm -hmm. that nobody would come because I was so terrified of sharing that story. Right. So for anybody wow. attempting to change lanes or change careers or change industries, your fraud syndrome, your imposter syndrome, your ego will just go, you know, will create havoc but anyway I still did the video I shared what happened and then all these testimonials started coming in and I was like what am I supposed to do with all this mm -hmm. am I supposed to just file it and I remember I had a psychic session with a friend that I deeply trust I don't do a lot of psychic work at all and I don't have anything against it it's just that I trust myself a lot more now mm -hmm. but this time I was so confused I didn't know what I was supposed to do and I you know I remember asking her like what am I supposed to do with all this and her exact words were this is Marion Williamson Marion Williamson quality shit and um you are meant to teach spiritual prosperity in plain English I'll never wow. forget that Wow. She said that. Jealous. And I remember saying like, okay, fine. I say yes. I wow. saying like, why did I say yes? And I cried because I felt wow. like that it was a spiritual assignment. You know what I mean? I felt like it yeah. was an assignment in my life. And so I just took it and run with it. And girl, it, I literally that year, my business, and I didn't have a strategy or a business plan, but it was like, everything just cracked open. Mm -hmm. And that year, my business ended at like half a million dollars in revenue. Wow. Wow. So I couldn't even believe it. You know, I would, I could have never asked from my head, from my brain yeah. at the time. I could have never said like, dear God, please send me something that will make me half a million dollars. I never pictured that much money, wow. in, like, you know, into a payment system coming through. Never. Wow. So just to recap, because again, listeners, this is gold here. So you had the fear and you were just like, I'm going to show up, even though you were hoping that no one was going to show up on the webinar. But just by you having that faith and being like, I'm going to move forward despite the fear, spirit was like, and now we got you and just showed you all this evidence. So do you feel it was just like your you're like, all right, I'm going to do it no matter what, even though this scares me and I hope no one shows up. That was enough for the universe to be like, all right, we got you. I think because I had the time commitment, I had something that I, I think everyone needs to take away is you need to beat your ego to the punch as often as you possibly can. So like book the thing, book the trip, schedule this, the, the session, you know, mm -hmm. pay the deposit, do something because your ego will always try to take you back to your comfort zone. Yep. Right. And so for me, I'll just never forget if you watch that video, the original information video, I like my head's wet, my hair's wet. Um, I'm just like, I mean, total sabotage, total sabotage. And that's something that I still deal with um, where um, I have fully owned up to my procrastinator, procrastinator part of, you know, who I am. And so instead of like stressing, like, oh my gosh, I just know that I'm going to be rolling in just in time or a minute late or something like that I don't you know it's not like oh but back then oh it was a frazzle like frazzle rained like yeah rained in my life and mm -hmm. it was just like a mad scramble but it was sabotage it was all sabotage and fear mm -hmm. and I don't think anyone can go through a big change like that that's an identity shift um how people perceive you going from one lane to another, it's going to feel like you're derailing. Mm -hmm. So you need guardrails. You need people to remind you like, no, we got you. You're okay. You're safe to make this shift because if you don't make it now, you're going to want to make it in the future. 
and it may, I don't know, like you may yeah. question, is it going to be too late or not? So just don't risk regret. Yeah. You've got to do it. And also it, you have no idea how many people have come up to me since then saying like, I had the exact same message. I had the exact same uh, angle. I had the exact same thing and I never did anything with it. And I'm like, don't shoot the messenger, you know, <laughs> get out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love that you're normalizing this because sometimes I feel we glamorize that like quantum leap, right? That massive oh, up level. Hell no. You know, <laughs> I cried like my first when I did. So I decided to do a mini course that was like a hundred dollars. Right. And I had 98 people signed up out of the blue. I didn't have sales pages. I didn't have like, I literally just had like a PayPal link. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had 98 people of which 72 were paid. Like everybody else was either a former client or whatever, just people I wanted in. And I did a four week course with daily calls, like Monday through Thursday, I would get up at six 30 and do a 30 minute. I call them expansion calls to expand your capacity to receive. Right. I, the first weekend I wow. cried, I asked my mom, like, am I crazy? Why did I take on this on top of the kid and the separation and my normal workload? I'm crazy. The second weekend I was like, so tired still, but I didn't cry the third week. I was like, okay, I can handle this in the fourth week. I miss it. I want to do it again. So that to me in a nutshell is how expansion work. At first you question your sanity. Mm-hmm. Am I in the right place? Am I, can I do this? Am I capable? Do I have what it takes? but you push yourself, right? You stretch yourself. It's like when mm-hmm. you go to the gym and you haven't been in a while, yeah, first, you're going to be all kinds of sore. And second, third time, it's a little bit better, right? And when you work mm-hmm. a new muscle, it's going to hurt again. The mm-hmm. end, like that's just life. Totally. But I think people shy away from that. That's why I love it. I always say fear of success is what's stopping most people because they're protecting yeah. something, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like you're grieving that old identity, the old version of yourself, and you're building a new foundation to sustain all this expansion. Like it's a lot, it's a lot, but I am so happy that you did this. And what I would love to move into was the two perspective shifts that blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Um, when we had our 90 minute session, like, oh my God, uh, like I was trying to look, cause I know I took notes on it. I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it, but I don't even need to look at the notes because I it's here and it's here in my heart because it was that. so life-changing. So it was a really dark time. You already know, cause I joined your program afterwards. And so it was a really difficult time for me. It was, I just left my day job a couple months after that. And I, I left with like $700 in all my accounts, like such a like leap of faith. Um, but anyway, I remember having this, that 90 minute session with you and I don't remember what I was speaking on, but you were like, Oh, pedestals. Oh, you have, you have me, you have this chick, you have this person on a pedestal. And then you schooled me on pedestals and it blew my mind because I recognized that is something I've been always doing my entire life. And with this limiting belief that I've had the not good enough, that pedestal was in like uh, reinforcing that limiting belief of not being good enough. And it was like this vicious cycle that I could not see. So if you can educate the listeners of your perspective on pedestal, that would be amazing oh for sure so part of the spiritual awakening and the message of infinite receiving I, I literally kept getting downloads and visions and clarity as to why we don't receive like why is it and and one of the principles that came to me is and this this notion of pedestals that anything you place above you you'll never reach um because here's the thing by definition a pedestal is something that's at a higher geography it's like a higher location right so mm-hmm whether it's a trophy or, you know, or a celebrity or a dream, something that you're looking up to. Mm -hmm. So when, when you're looking up to something, when you have something on a pedestal, also by definition, you're inherently assuming that you're below and inferior to that thing, Mm -hmm. right? 
So I, I don't know how or why, if it was logic for me, or if it was part of the, the, the download I got with him and receiving, but it was very clear to me that as long as you had something on a pedestal, like, wow, when I have that home or when I have that relationship or when I have, when I meet that person, when I meet Oprah, blah, 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 blah. Like, as long as you have something on a pedestal and you feel mm-hmm. like, wow, when X happens or when I reach X, then eat something, mm-hmm. that's a total pedestal and you'll never reach it because it's always, it's, it's almost like you're in this, you're never in a match or at the same level or location with it, right? So I just want you to picture yourselves as inferior and superior and Mm -hmm. what the hell is like what are you making be so you know ideal and more like more ideal and more more better right (laughs) or better so more superior than you and and I just want you to question that because you're making some assumptions and so one of the antidotes for this pedestal was sort of a philosophy is is my mantra that we are all peers in the human experience and I'll say that again we are all peers in the human experience my advantage in saying this and saying it with conviction and owning it and really showing up in the world believing that we're all peers in the human experience is because I treat the homeless person with dignity Um, no different than I would treat a CEO you know with some dignity um, sometimes maybe even less <laughs> because I, you know, sometimes those people like, you know, but I have had the unique um, opportunity to be behind politicians, secret service, celebrities, Olympic athletes, um, you know, abused, battered women. So I've seen that at the core, no matter who I'm faced with, we all have vulnerabilities and we all have insecurities and we're more similar than we are different. Mm -hmm. And so when I said that, you know, four or five years ago, we're all peers in the human experience, I meant it that Mm -hmm. when you start looking at, uh, at Jatir and Oprah, right, or, or anyone else as a human, as, you know, they have insecurities, they have fears and they, they poop, they fart, they, you know, they, they, they have things that they conceal and they don't want the world to see about them. No different from us. Everybody worries about image, body, health, money, present, past or future. And, um, and I forget, but I always say it's like, we all have the, the health and body, money and, um, Relationships. And relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every day, whether you're Jayla or Oprah or Jeff Bezos or, you know, or they all have conversations or have concerns about professional personal relationships. They have insecurities or issues with their body self image, you know, their self conscious of that and also um, relationships. So we're all more similar than we are different. And Again, this is in theory. I have been there. I've seen it. And I know like um, a good friend of mine now, when I first met her, she had just finished working for Oprah directly, Oprah's executive assistant. So I got to hear in firsthand get understandings of, you know, how we're all humans and we all have shitty relatives. We Mm -hmm. all have insecurities, you know, people struggle with sleep, like it's normal, you know? And so I just, this shift for me of bringing things down from the pedestal and just being like, wait, hold on. That person that's achieving multi-million dollar success. Okay. Maybe they're doing things differently, but she's no different than me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm telling like, yeah, we're humans. Yeah, and I don't feel insecure anymore. I used to be really afraid, like if I spoke to corporate audiences versus an entrepreneur audience. Entrepreneurs, I'd be like, "Yo, what's up?" And the corporate one, I would be like, "Hi, how do you do?" 
when I realized I had him on the pedestal, I wanted to impress them. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime you get nervous or you're like, Oh my God, like check yourself. You have that thing still somehow on a pedestal. Right. Yeah. You told me at the beginning of our call that you're like, I still, I was back early. I still, maybe you still had a little bit of, um, like having me, having me at a different level of sorts. And I'm yeah, like, no, totally. And I know it's funny because I already knew like this morning, I was like, I'm totally going to tell her I'm fangirling over her. And I knew, I already knew that was like pedestal But regardless, I'm telling you, when you shared this perspective, it changed, it changed me forever because I was doing it my whole life. No wonder I always felt not good enough. And I was always looking outside of myself because the person I placed on the pedestal knew more than me. So like, let me, let me get, you know, their approval or their acceptance or their guidance or whatever. And I kept getting further and further away of my inner power, my, my inner truth and my inner wisdom. So when you presented it that way, I just fucking got it. And I was like, holy shit. So definitely life-changing. And another life-changing moment from that same session, I'm telling you, it was so, I, cause you helped, you helped me see things like I've never seen before that made so much fucking sense. Um, so I it's a lot. I think a lot of people tell me that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You're great at it. And so what, what, what it was, was this whole idea of, um, judge it judgment and ego and based off of like if you've ever like I remember I was coming to you for speaking and I was like if I've ever judged a speaker your subconscious mind records all of that and knows all of that and your ego remembers that as well so now fast forward if you want to be a speaker you are subconsciously and your ego is trying to protect you from that same judgment that you judged that ex-speaker three years ago. And it, yo, Maru, when you told me that, it changed the entire game for me. So I know I kind of shared, but can you share your perspective on that? You know what? This is spooky because that video just showed up in my feed today, like today. So the, the, I did an original video about this in 2017. And it is what brought me to that realization that I was protecting myself from the judgments I give other people. So if... um. So for example, I, this is how it started for me. I was at a conference and I was speaking and there was a, a friend of mine there that's also a speaker. And she had this, uh, like uh, her body is banging, right? Like, um, and she had this tight dress and you could see the abs. You could see her abs through the dress and it triggered me. Mm-hmm. I was like, me, Spanx, loose clothes, you know, don't look like, don't look at me like from down here, you know? So I remember being kind of triggered, like, oh, like she must have been born that way. She has the metabolism I don't have. Bitch, like oh, she looks so good. You know what I mean? Like I just mm-hmm. had all these thoughts going through my head and I felt guilty for having them. So I reached out to her mm-hmm. and I told her, I said, look, I have to be completely honest with you. And, and you trigger me, but it's not your fault. It's all my shit. But I just needed to like out myself and tell you what, what's been, what came out for me because it's so ugly. It's not who I really am. But that really started me in this conversation of like, wait, I really want to be able to wear tight dresses without, um, like I want to be her in a way, right? Like not exactly, but I want to be comfortable enough to where I can wear whatever and tight clothes. And I'm not like, I just want to feel comfortable in my skin. And so guys hang with me because this is a doozy. This is like a weird one. That's why it's so, but it's also so deep and so, and we all do it. So I just realized that, oh my gosh, if I was ever her, if I ever had like the lean arms, the lean body, wearing tight clothes, I would hate to trigger other women. I would hate. 
to be that catalyst for other women to 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 have those negative thoughts you know what I mean or, or like I would never want to be the target of the internal judging or criticism I was giving my friends so I think I was I was um, I was protecting myself right like I'm like let's just stay chubby or let's just stay like you know or whatever so that I don't have to deal with um triggering other people I don't want to trigger other people right I don't want to trigger other people so what the conclusion for this and how I teach it because it's a very very important thing is um you don't get what you judge so if you're judging other people like oh, you know one of this it must be nice blah blah blah, blah you're basically spewing hate and and negative energy and and if it's something that you ultimately want like whether it's success for example for me I would moms that bounce right back into their old bodies would trigger the F out of me because I'm still carrying some of the weight from baby and he's seven years old you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and so when I would see moms go right back I would be like oh, like must be nice you know mm-hmm. and that kind of comment was actually pushing the dream away or pushing this desire away because my subconscious is saying "Ooh, anything that will get you to that point right? Of bouncing back in your body or, you know, having a bang your body, whatever, anything that you can do to match that block it, resent it, resist it, because if not, you would be driving straight into what you, you know, what gets criticized, what gets judged. Yeah. So yeah. I would never want to be the target of that much criticism or hate or stuff. So just protect yourself. Stay right here. Again, fear of that success. Fear of what would happen if you embody that, or if you are that. and I I mean that that humility too that humbleness of you know allowing myself to have success and then talk about it knowing how hard it is for you to be you know for people to be single moms and not having the time or the energy to do everything I did um it it, I had to work through a lot of guilt yeah so that's mind-blowing like I really hope the listeners like rewind and re-listen to all of this because that shit is mind-blowing so would you advise us let's say next time we catch ourselves so the first step obviously you're triggered you're judging someone it's acknowledging this teaching right I would say that self-awareness piece but then do you is there like another step we can do or is it just that awareness is everything sure no for me it's like now when I see let's say a mom like with a bang body and especially if she lost the weight or whatever and it's amazing discipline or consistency I look at that person and say like good for them more please it's evidence right if I see in my vortex to me I just put hashtag evidence has it's it's coming near me Mm -hmm. it's in my in my vicinity it's in my proximity so I'm like yeah it's you know and instead of saying like "Eh." I'm like, no, come in, come into my life. You know, like I'm open to see this. Like it's, it's, I'm starting to notice it. So I think noticing the negative thoughts, like stopping yourself. If you can apologize to the person, even though they didn't know, even in your head, great. And then just say like, no. And also guys and ladies and they, and everybody, you don't know somebody's story. When I opened up to my friend, Mm -hmm. um, well, she's naturally athletic and stuff, but it comes from the fact that she was abandoned. Like she had a really crazy childhood. So anything she can do to be in control of her environment and her awareness and her body, she does, right? Mm. So me, on the other hand, I've just been chill most of my life, you know? <laughs> so it's like, mm. I like to, you know, all the things. completely different motivations and you know what I mean? And so here I am mm. judging her as a, yeah, you must be living in the gym and stuff. No, no, what, what? Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, very, very, but you don't, you don't create what you hate. You don't 
get what you're judging. So become like a match for that. If you see somebody without success and stuff and you're first judging them, catch yourself and then say like, you know what? God bless their success. I bless them. Good for them. You know, hopefully they're using that money and that fame for good. But who am I to judge? You know, I want my turn. I want my turn. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot wait for my turn. I can't wait for me to have those experiences. Mm, I love that. I'm so glad that you mentioned that about the evidence. So it's like catching it, catching the trigger, acknowledging it. If you want to bless them, thank them in your head or to them, the person, whatever. Um, and then reaffirming like, oh, it's in my energy. It's in my, I'm attracting it. It's evidence to my subconscious mind that it's possible for me. And like reaffirming that powerful, so powerful. You know where it works really well too? It's like in relationships. I used to have a lot more issues in like, in you know, working through like my own love life and all that. But like, I would see a perfect couple or like the four friends that I perceived had the perfect partnerships. And then which it would trigger me like, yeah, like, you know, must be nice. Blah, blah, blah. And, and how am I going to attract a partner that does that if I'm secretly, you know, or like unconsciously throwing shade and judging the very thing that I want. How am I, I'm telling the universe, everything that belongs in that picture, like toss it away, throw it away, right? I'm not mm-hmm. comfortable with that picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That picture is, you know, it, it's the cause of criticism and, and negativity. So get me away from that. Yeah. So yeah, uh. it's, it's interesting. No, I have a, hold up. We have a few minutes now. Like okay, Maru, there's so much that I could talk to you about that it's like, I have to like reel it in inside my head. We have to do episode um, two. Oh my God. I would love that because we haven't even touched on your success, but it's okay because there's a question I, I really want you to answer that I know my listeners need from your advice. So, okay. Let's say for the people that are listening, that they're like, something is just off in my life. Just something feels not aligned. I just feel stuck. There's something, but I don't know. And it's that energy of just like something's off, confusion, not aligned, stuck feeling. Any advice for them? I know that's pretty general, but I was journaling this morning and that's what came in really strong. So I know my listeners are there. So the first thing that comes out for me to share is that I think deep down we know, but we're not willing to look in that direction because we're afraid of what we were, what we could find. And, and then we're afraid that we would have to admit that we are co-signing on something. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for you to volunteer, to look in the, in the, you know, in the, in the holes and in the shit hole. Like, let's just keep looking in the, you know, pretty comfortable direction. Let me just keep, it's, it's, it's very easy to be looking out. It's harder to look within and ask yourself like, what's really off? Cause I think we all have an inkling. We all have a knowing, but we're still wanting to get the answer from a coach or from a book or from a podcast, right? And maybe mm-hmm. this is a sign for, for some people to, but I think if you, if you really look within, you have a clear understanding of what's really going on. And then what I would invite you to, to think about is why am I so afraid to find out what's off? Because if you really wanted to find out what's off, you would have already found it. You're really good at research. You're really good at figuring out, you know, celebrity gossip and shit. You can figure your shit out. You know, you can know, you can ask yourself, but I think we're deathly afraid of figuring out that, oh my gosh, this is just not the path for me. Oh, this is just mm-hmm. not the person for me this is just not so we're rather just go keep the blinders on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep the blinders yeah and um and and what i just want to tell everybody that the fear of taking off the blinders is worse than actually what you see once the blinders are off i'm going to say that again 
the fear of like of keeping the blinders off <laughs> i'm sorry the fear of of what you'll see if you take the blinders off is worse that energy of holding on to the fear like i don't want to look i don't want to look like the the off the feelings of off are serving you if not the what they would have already left right like mm-hmm. because you're, you you've not been ready to see what you're meant to see or to find what you're meant to find mm-hmm. but what i want you to know with 100% conviction 100% conviction is that what you're afraid you're going to find is not what you're going to find it never yeah. is yeah it never yeah. Is. it's just like the ego and the fear I mean, I was afraid to write my dad a letter. I was trying to heal some abandonment shit and stuff. It's like two years ago. And I literally was like afraid to write the letter to my late dad, you know? And he's been dead for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's how much fear had a hold, you know, in my heart. He's been dead. Like, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, he's going to like roll over in the grave by writing him a letter. And I'm like, no, that, right, that shit right there is definition of fear. It's an invisible, paralyzing force that is preventing you from nothing. Yeah. You take those blinders off. It happened to me recently where I was like, I'm not clear, I'm not clear. And then as soon as I say like, you know, what if I looked over there? What if this whole structure I built is not there? And I'm like, what if it's not there? I'll be fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for so many years, I didn't want to look that way because I was afraid. And and no, trust the universe. You don't need to hold it all together with your hands and your mind and your heart. Like trust that you're going to evolve but that keeping the blinders on, you might as well just rip them in, you know. Totally. And my perspective on that, and I, I feel like your story illustrates it really well. So I'm curious to see if you're on board with my perspective is that that's actually an indication that a breakthrough is fucking coming. Because if you didn't feel that on al- alignment, like if you didn't, I don't know if that's a word, but if you didn't feel that like not feeling aligned and something's wrong, then you're going to keep doing what you're doing. But with that indication, it's showing you that there's something that needs to be healed or whatever for your breakthrough. And if you look at your own personal story about infinite receiving, that was a dark ass motherfucking time that you were experiencing with not knowing when the money was going to come in, you know, the partner's separation, the kid, the child, like so many, so much there, so much feeling stuck, not aligned. And then look at that massive success that you experienced because there was just a shift that had to happen that was so like small, but really not because then it created a program and everything. But like in that moment, it was such a, a small, subtle shift that changed the entire game for you. So, oh, I mean, sure. and it was scary, but I, I just, I want you to know that what you fear is not what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it never is. And you're never going to end up alone. Like that's, that's another thing. I think we're afraid that, and it's funny because you just helped me see that I have been protecting myself from my next breakthrough. I mean, I've had many breakthroughs, but like the, the next big thing, because I'm afraid that it could end up in a breakup. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, I'm being forced to say right now, like a breakthrough does not mean a breakup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right yeah. and i'm not just talking about relationships i'm talking about like breaking up with your parents you know breaking mm-hmm. up uh you know like with your niche or with your coach or something like those fears are real but also the breakthrough doesn't mean that it's all or nothing right that you yeah. just by having this breakthrough or allowing you or taking the blinders off that you're suddenly gonna have to like move countries and you know change everything no that's more mm-hmm. the ego telling you like just stay where you are stay in the comfort zone you're not ready yet and also perhaps you're not ready yet it hasn't yeah. hurt enough you know or yeah. it hasn't been yeah. 
And that's okay too, right? But then yeah. just don't, don't go around saying, I'm not clear, I'm not clear. Just say like, I'm comfortable not being clear because I'm afraid to look at where the truth is. Mm, yeah. Uh, so amazing, Maru. I literally could talk to you forever. I would love to have a part two because there's so many things we didn't even touch on, but- Anybody thank- wants a part two? Anybody wants part two? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. There's so many other questions I want to ask, but regardless, can you tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can connect with you? If there's anything you want to offer today or anything like that? Oh yeah. I mean, I always do, um, you know, I'm, I've not really offered anything lately, but you can find me at Maria Vichella on Instagram. I have a private Facebook group where I'm always sharing my heart. Um, I have, a set of free videos that I will um, link, I will give you to link in the show notes. So like the three greatest breakthroughs for to receive infinitely. And, um, and yeah, you can always hit me up, whether it's a breakthrough session, I do, you know, one-on-one coaching here and there. Um, and I'm pretty sure that my next version of infinite receiving is coming out soon. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I got right now. I'm so excited. I can't wait to rewatch those videos because just talking to you, I'm like, I need like a review of all your teachings. Like I definitely need to reflect yeah. back on Cause it's been like two years. So I definitely, even though like a lot of your teachings are like in my heart, but I still need to review. So I'm really excited for the listeners to connect with you. And also just for me to review your work because it's so powerful. So thank you, Maru. Thank this you. was amazing. I love you. So excited. So sunshines, there you have it. I know this episode blew your mind. Like I knew it would definitely do not hesitate to reach out to Maru. We would love for you to rate this podcast and, um, yeah, take a screenshot, tag us and just know that I have so much love for you guys and I appreciate you all. So sending you all so much love, light and positive vibes till next time. Bye.